24 million acres burning in Canada. Of course, we know that because we've been smelling the smoke and dealing with that on and off throughout the summer. Um, Zachary Budrick is, uh, is an author at the Hill. And Zachary, is this, you know, we're talking a lot of tornadoes here in Illinois. We're seeing extreme flooding. The temperatures out west are just crazy these days. Phoenix has been over 110 for I don't know how many days in a row. And we've got the Canadian wildfires. Are presidential candidates talking about this or are they shrugging it off? Uh, on the Republican side, we are seeing a lot of the most, if not all, of the candidates uh, sort of uh, not necessarily outright denying that the climate is changing, but there is definitely not a lot of willingness to address uh, uh, greenhouse gas emissions, which is the primary cause of climate change. There's, I, I have encountered a lot of, to the extent that they're talking about actually reducing emissions, it's mostly sort of the uh, long shot candidates, uh, Francis Suarez, the mayor of Miami, as well as uh, Governor Doug Burgum of North Dakota are the main two that I've heard talk about that. So you guys have been covering this at the Hill. It's obviously yeah. something you've noticed. And when you approach people about it, what what kind of response are you getting? Sure. I mean, I see uh, for the most part, I like, you know, maybe 10 years ago, uh, this was sort of a partisan issue, like uh, it, where you fell on the political spectrum could determine uh, whether or not you acknowledge the climate is, was warming, whereas now, obviously, that's way less of an issue, and or that's way less of a debate, and it's just the debate is far more about how urgent it is and uh, what we need to do to address the issue, and you know, these last few weeks in particular, I think that the whole urgency question is becoming less and less controversial, too. One of the candidates is a biotech entrepreneur, and I never know if I say his, his name right. Is it Vivek Ramaswamy? I believe that's right, yeah. Okay. And he wants to, what he called, abandon the climate cult and unshackle nuclear energy. What do you know about this guy? That's right. Uh, he has, as I say in my piece, he's sort of uh, talked about climate more as a culture war issue rather than necessarily a policy issue. But he and a lot of uh, a lot of people on both the left and the right have been uh, very uh, pro nuclear energy, and that's sort of an issue that you know. Uh, uh, back in the 70s, uh, particularly around uh, incidents like Three Mile Island, uh, there was a lot of fear about proper uh, storage of nuclear energy. And its proponents now uh, think that that sort of resulted in throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And now we're sort of in a situation where uh, we need better developments of renewable energy. And they're saying that if we hadn't sort of abandoned uh, nuclear energy, we might be a lot better equipped as far as that goes. It's been said that when more people think climate change is impacting them personally, you know, they're they're seeing repeated flooding or, you know, they're having to deal with temperatures that even though they've lived in Arizona for 50 years, they haven't seen anything like this for consecutive days. They said and it, once it starts impacting people personally, then don't you think the focus will be on that? Because the the key to 
winning the presidency is connecting with your your constituents. Sure, I think that's true. I think that there are just a lot of people, uh, particularly within the Republican primaries, who might notice all this, but it's not necessarily uh, their top issue. Uh, I think that there are a lot of uh, people who are more concerned about the economy or more concerned about inflation and I think sort of the catch-22 for the Republican candidates is that there are going to be a lot more people for whom climate is a top issue in the general election. Uh, and uh, in particular, people who ranked that as a top issue were key to uh, President Biden's margin of victory in 2020. So is it a partisan issue? Is that what what you've come to conclude? I, I mean, it definitely shouldn't be. I think it is... Uh, bit of a partisan issue, uh, particularly just because, you know, people get uh, people are so responsive to things like energy being more expensive or gas being more expensive. And I think that it's been very handy for Republicans to to be able to say, uh, you know, Joe Biden is that doesn't care that it makes energy more expensive when he pursues renewables. Right. Where can people read your article? Sure. Uh, I, it's at uh, thehill.com, and it's in our most recent print edition if you're in the D.C. area. And is there anything else that you want to share that you included in this article that you think our audience should know? Uh, sure. Well, I think that there's sort of a school of thought within the Republican candidate, the field of Republican candidates. This is an issue that needs to be solved, but the free market will sort it out. Uh, that's sort of a perspective that we saw from Nikki Haley and Senator Tim Scott in particular. And as this becomes increasingly hard to ignore as an issue, I think that they will sort of, I think you'll probably see more Republicans sort of try to stake out that center position on it. Well, and I think a lot of people, whenever this comes into conversation, people always say, well, what about China? What about India? Can we save the entire planet based on what we do in this country? Sure, sure. And and China is the world's largest greenhouse gas emitter, right? And I, I think the last article I read, it might have been, I don't know, the Wall Street Journal or the Post, and it said uh, that they they claim they'll deal with climate change at their own pace. That's right. Uh, China is the largest uh uh, gross emitter. Uh, we are the largest per capita. And the the thing with that is that China has industrialized uh, fairly recently relative to uh, the United States. So the United Nations still classifies them as a developing country. And as such, they're subject to uh, the sort of the standards for emissions in developing countries as opposed to developing countries. And it's, I guess, some people would call it an accounting trick. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. We appreciate you jumping on the show, Zachary. Of course. Thank you for having me. Here is the deal. 80 million Americans this weekend will see a heat index above 105. Of course, dozens of those highs are expected in the Southwest. It's not the time to be visiting Arizona, but a lot of people this time of year do. And I've talked to friends who are out there like, okay, we're spending time in the pool. They had to have big ice blocks delivered to the pool. Other than that, we're hanging out inside. Not usually what you want to do on vacation, right? Hey, Steve has your news coming up next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent.
WGN.